All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. First, I'll say up top, I will post this on YouTube uh, along with SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff where it normally shows up. But for the podcast version, I'm not going to be releasing all of the video anymore just because more and more people have been listening to the show. That's great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But not a lot of people are watching it on YouTube, which I totally get. So I'll still do video for the family time, social, emotional curriculum stuff. But I'll just also post the audio with a picture or whatever on YouTube if people want to listen to it there. But that saves me some editing and some time. That little message done up top, I am joined again by my good friend and frequent collaborator, Mr. Jason Squire. Hello, Jason. Hello, Luke. Great to be back again. <laughs> so first, anytime Jason is on, we have to start with some Royal Fork news. Royal Fork Buffet, if you haven't been listening to the saga of the Royal Fork, you can go to any of the episodes, last several, where Jason has been on, and we've talked about the Royal Fork Buffet which is an old local buffet. There were several, 50-ish around the Midwest, it seemed. And I wanted to do a little more Royal Fork <laughs> research. Jason just saw me bring up the Royal Fork Buffet restaurant website. I, I seriously thought you made this for the show. No, I didn't. This makes me even happier. <laughs> that be awesome. I did not make a Royal Fork website. <laughs> but it occurred to me, now that Royal Fork is... No more. I was like, the website's got to be up for grabs, right? Please, did you buy it? <laughs> I did not buy oh. it. I did not buy it. So I, I searched Royal Fork. There's a Royal Fork Buffet's website, just royalfork.com. Still exists. Just the whatever is still remaining that they must have had up. <laughs> and they had a link to the Sioux Falls one, which we know was the last Royal Fork. We covered that on the, the last episode. And that was RoyalForkSuFalls.com. That is now a defunct website. There's nothing on there. And their name is registered on Namecheap. So I went to see how much it would cost <laughs> to buy to buy RoyalForkSuFalls.com. It, it must not be up for it doesn't have a price on it yet. It says you can make a bid. You can make an offer for it. But then like RoyalForkSuFalls.net, and like some of those were available for like ten bucks. So you could get in the Royal Fork website game if you really wanted to. I like that they're like for the hardcore fans. We don't want to give you a price to start because we want you to bid that up. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're accepting bids, and I I've been through that process. I had to pay to get the LukeNielsen.com name. I didn't have to pay a lot, like. Fortunately, I guess, I don't know, it must not be a super common enough name for it to be to be a big issue, but we'll see. I don't know. If, if it comes out to like a $10 thing, we I might just buy it. It might be like the Parks and Rec episode, where like, <laughs> end up, I notice you and I bidding against each other, like for the waffle maker from JJ's Diner. Yeah, To be even better, you're like, whoa, this guy really wants this website. <laughs> We're both on the next episode. Like, some guy kept bidding me up, but I finally got it. Finally locked down RoyalFork.com. So, 
I'll keep an eye on that. If uh, if it is like a ten dollar thing, we might just own it. It'd I, be a, a subsidiary of Luke Nielsen Media. I think it needs to happen. I even I went away from my natural uh, area of Yahoo and switched Ooh. to Google oh, to I've, try to Google. I've heard good things about Google. It's weird. <laughs> um, both sites, I tried just searching Royal Fork, Mason City to see if I could find any type of image of the outside of the building. Nothing. So anybody from Mason City who's listening to this, if for some reason you randomly have a photo of the outside of Royal Fork, send it to us. <laughs> like a, Yeah, or like a... Like a kid's birthday party or something at Royal Fork? Uh, I would love it. Seriously, if anyone has any images of Royal Fork, send them to, what is what is my email? I don't know. Luke Nielsen Media. There you go. Luke Nielsen Media at gmail.com or through the website. That would be great. Luke Nielsen Media at gmail. Send us your Royal Fork pictures. Or like a retirement party would be there or something <laughs> like that. That would be really sweet. Yes. There's an aside before we get back to Royal Fork. <laughs> so, messages. You know I'm not super tech savvy. Yes. So, anytime anyone watches, that's part of the reason, like the video, if I can cut back on some of that, it saves me some time. Anytime we're doing this media stuff, it is all of my tech skills. <laughs> so, I got a message a few days back, popped up on my phone. See this message from a guy. He's a football coach. Asking about a an academic article that I had published a few years back related to football coaching, uh, the games approach and high school football is what this article is, and it came up on my phone. I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. This guy found that. He had some questions. I'm like, I need to message him back. But then as I like swiped it away on my phone, I couldn't find it again. Oh no! Like I don't know. I was like, I, I went to my email, I went to Facebook, I went to Instagram. I'm like, I don't I don't know what this guy messaged me on. It came up on my phone, but I was like searching everything. I even went to the academic journal where it was published to see, like, there's no link to me on there. Didn't know what it was. So I'm asking my brother, a little more tech savvy than me, and he's like, sometimes... Like on my like media page for Facebook, there's another thing where it like may not pop up in your regular messages. By golly, that's where it was. Good. So it took me a few days, but I found it, and I actually got a hold of this guy today, and he is coaching American football in France right now. Nice. And was putting together some different stuff. He even sent me a video of drill that he put together. So anyway. This is pretty interesting, but that was shows my lack of tech skills. I'm glad I had this resolution because it would be even crazier. Like the whole point of your podcast and all this, the positive messages. There's one guy out there being like, "That jerk never wrote back to me." <laughs> well, that's, that's honestly, honestly, I was gonna put it out on this. Like, hey, if you messaged me, I can't find where your message is. I'm sorry. But I found him today, actually. So it was, <laughs> so it was good. He's like, Doc, so if you heard this stuff, he's like, yeah, I have. That guy's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally ignored me. Which I've, I've had that happen before, where I just miss people's messages. So, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, back to Royal Fork Buffet. So I'm on their website now. It's Friday when we're recording this. They have up 
the main dishes on the buffet for Friday. They would change day by day. Does the website still like adjust? Oh yeah. Well, no, no, no. I don't think it updates anymore. I think okay, that's is... what I didn't know. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. That'd be even crazier if it's still like rotated. No, they well, they just have the days. They just have the links on there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can click on the days. I thought you were gonna tell me it, like automatically still does oh, it, which would be would even be, more magical. That would be awesome. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you the main dishes for a Friday, so we can kind of get in the Royal Fork vibe here. Okay. First, golden fried chicken. Nice. Always a fan favorite. A burger bar. Ooh, I don't remember a burger bar. I don't bar. remember that either. That no. sounds great. That was like in college. That was always great. The calf. You have the just burgers and all the yeah. fixings. Oh, man. Assorted pizza. Yankee pot roast. I don't know what Yankee pot roast means, but... I neither. Mm. I like it. Teriyaki wings. Spanish macaroni. Lemon pepper pollock. Calico beans. And buttery new potatoes are kind of regular items. And then at dinner time, it says dinner includes, of course, we've talked about slow roasted roast beef, southern baked ham. Those are the ones Those I remember. Those are the two, yep. But then, I don't know if they added this later, Tiki Island salmon, mm. fried shrimp, and oysters. I don't remember the seafood side of it. I don't remember that at all. And the oysters raises an eyebrow because obviously we're pro-Royal Fork. But it was pretty generic buffet. Yeah, this, like, this were is, these like raw oysters on a half shell? Maybe this is why Royal Fork met its demise is they try to get <laughs> too trendy. It could be. And the loyal customers like us were like, oh, it's just not what it used to be. <laughs> too highfalutin with these oysters. <laughs> do you like oysters? Like the oysters on a half shell? No. Nope. Oysters? I, I do like It's them. a texture thing. Can't yeah, you're a big I'm a texture guy. guy. True. True. I do like that. Then also, soup du jour for Friday at the Royal Fork was cream of tomato and clam chowder. So there you go. If we were, if we had a Royal Fork, if we were broadcasting live from the Royal Fork right now, we could be enjoying some oysters on a half shell and Spanish macaroni. I would be throwing that grilled chicken on top of my burger with the roast beef and ham. Mm, yeah, be, yeah, it would yeah. just be one colossal sandwich. You see, if I was going through the line here, fried chicken, of course, burger bar, yeah, assorted pizza, try them yeah. all as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what Spanish macaroni is, but I'd try it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either, but sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if the seafood uh, would seem legit or not, but I'm into that. The roast beef and ham. I can't believe that website's still there. Yeah. So there you go. That's your little happy. bit. I just figure every uh, episode you're on, we'll do some other Royal Fork thing, and eventually we'll just we'll get to the bottom of Royal Fork. But move, moving on to the next segment when of the show. When we're abducted and stuck in an old Royal Fork <laughs> building. <laughs> yes. The conspiracy of Royal Fork. <laughs> so moving on to our next segment. Good news is usually the... Top segment, always find an organization or an individual who's doing some good work just because it makes me feel better about the world. And I, I spent some time really deep diving on more local organizations, really Midwest, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois. And I found one that I really like. I like 
finding these that I had no idea about. So it's called Sustainable Iowa Land Trust, or SILT is the acronym, which I also appreciate because SILT has to deal Absolutely. with soil and erosion and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of times people are really reaching for their acronyms. Like they're trying to wedge words in there. This to... one works well. Yeah, this one's great. <clears throat> you can find them at silt.org. And basically what they're about is, <clears throat> excuse me, promoting diversity in farming, protecting the watershed, promoting sustainable farming, protecting farms, those sorts of things, but understanding that that having diversity in our farms and stuff like that is beneficial because in Iowa, and they have a lot of statistics listed on their website, and I know you can always find different statistics for different things, so I don't like to get too heavy into that, but they talk about losing some of the farmland we have to development. They mm -hmm. quote about 25 acres a day of farmland is being lost to development. The, the stat, and I, I've heard from many different places, the, the soil erosion we have in Iowa is bad because so much we have so much farmland it's really for the most part a rotation of beans and soybeans or uh corn, corn and soybeans yep. and that's all it really is you get a lot of soil erosion from wind water things like that and their website lists up to five tons of topsoil per acre blown out or washed away wow which is a bunch <laughs> i've Seen this other places too that Iowa has some of the worst water quality in the country because we don't have a lot of things to absorb, farm chemicals, different things like that, or other pollutions. We import about 90% of our food from out, out of state, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, We're such an, how much we make. For such an agrarian thing, but most of our soybean and corn isn't feeding us. It's going to livestock. Mm. It's going to make other products, those sorts of things, which is important. And then the other kind of national statistic they had was more than 90% of the fruit and nut production and about 80% of the vegetable production in the U.S. happens in counties that are facing threat from development. Mm. So what their thing is and why I like it, it's not like, hey, we're shutting down farms or whatever. I'm very tuned into that. We live in a very mm -hmm. agricultural area. We depend on farms. I recognize the importance of farms. They're talking about diversity in farming, protecting farms, also making farming something that, at least to some level, is a little more attainable for a smaller operation instead of just the, the giant factory farming sort of thing. So they do things like protect area farms. It looks like their goal is to protect 10 food farms, like food that we're actually eating, around 10 Iowa cities in 10 years. Hmm. So something seems fairly doable. And they're trying to protect this farmland and promote growing fruit, vegetables, things that we can eat. And then they're also doing long-term leases for people who want to get into this 
of land that has been donated, like long-term leases okay. that they can even like hand down and things like that. So that's what they've got going on at Silt. Cool. Yeah, it is definitely. We, I mean, we know talking to our students who are interested in agriculture that it's very hard to own and operate a family farm now just because of the cost that goes into it. So Yeah, yeah, Thanks. no doubt. So yeah, I like their approach. Pretty interesting organization. Our next topic, family time this week, which I, I did that video. I'll post that video as well if you're checking out the social emotional learning stuff. We're talking about biases, and I thought it'd be interesting for you to weigh in because you teach things like social and psych. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm <laughs> man. This stuff is all interested to me, to me from the social emotional side and just in general. But biases are such a hard thing to address because we're all impacted by them in some way or another. And it's like I wrote a whole fictional young adult novel about it. And anytime I'm writing anything, it's not like I have it figured out. It's me asking sort of questions of myself. So I guess first from your perspective, you talk about these things with students in your class. How do you address biases with our young people? One of the first things we, you know, just discuss is the fact that it's human nature to have a bias against something that isn't like you um and that's uh and we talk about the fact that it's okay to understand that you know where it's you know for all of us it it is it's it's there and then we talk a lot about just trying to have the sociological perspective of not saying you have to agree with a viewpoint you don't agree with but just trying to listen to a viewpoint that that Mm. isn't necessarily yours um and it's really interesting talking with our students. I've I've noticed even in the years I've been teaching, especially like when I grew up in school, I feel like our students are more willing to tolerate people who aren't exactly like them, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, you know, not saying that we don't still have biases versus things, but I think I think growing up in a world where they can see every corner of the earth basically has helped a lot. Where mm-hmm seeing something that is totally different than what we do here in Iowa isn't as shocking as it might have been for us the first time we saw something. True. Um, but, I mean, we, you know, we we look at, you know, different situations where we might have a bias. I mean, it, it can be something as simple as, you know, in general in media. Um, we've seen the shift finally now, but when we grew up, it was people, every model and male, female was super thin. Mm. And we've seen that shift in our culture of accepting, you know, all different body types. But in general, you know, seeing on TV, usually you see people who are maybe a little more fit or or meet what we see as that perfect human. Mm. It does affect us and our bias of, of others and, and how we approach people. Yeah, I, I do think... I see that in our students as well. They're just exposed to more things. So I do think there is a greater acceptance for a lot of things. I, I do also worry that some of the images and stuff we see now, confirmation bias is just such a, a problem right now because there's so much information available and there's a lot of great things, a lot of power that comes from that. But then it's also very easy for all of us 
to only seek the information that is already confirming what we think. Yep. And I I bring that up to them. I always say like I'm guilty of this as much as anybody else and trying to make myself better at that and looking at different viewpoints and trying to accept a viewpoint that I might not agree with. But you're right. It is it is hard because so many things are catered to reaffirm your beliefs now versus just the Here's the information. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, we do get information slanted towards our views. No mm. matter what your views are, you can find a source that's going to affirm your views on that. Yeah. And part of it is, I don't necessarily fault the individual sometimes. I think it's important to try to seek out opposing views. And like you said, you don't have to agree with those views. If anything... If you really try to understand the other side and do decide you disagree, that should help solidify your own convictions. And I'm all for that. I, I think I try to convey to my students and even my kids, like, you don't need to agree with me. You don't need to think like I think, but I do need you to think mm -hmm. and not just go around with things. And it's important to realize a lot of people, a lot of organizations are giving you information to get you to do something to drive you a certain direction and i just i don't want that for myself i don't want that for our kids those sorts of things and part of it is like if you're on social media or whatever your feed adapts to stuff that you click on yep so that makes it I mean like there's a part of me that likes that i like going on instagram and everything that comes up is stuff that i'm generally interested in but it's like oh then I'm maybe not finding things that are just out there. So, yeah, that is, that's a little difficult as well. Do you have any, like, I will share one. I'm curious if you have the same bias. I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit before. We both grew up without a lot of money, very blue collar, whatever. So I think the biggest bias I had as a kid, and one that still sneaks up on me, is biased against people I view as wealthy. Where, like, the elementary I went to was a great elementary school, but kind of half of the kids were from my neighborhood, a lot of them lower socioeconomic, a lot of not always great home situations. I, I had a good home situation, but, like, a lot of that. And then the other part of my school, just kind of where our school district sat, was kids who, at least by my estimation, came from pretty affluent families and whose parents had white-collar jobs. And I remember, like, the first time going to, say, like, a birthday party or something in one of those neighborhoods and it being so foreign to me and me feeling uncomfortable, not feeling bad about myself, but, like, like I don't, I don't quite understand this dynamic or like kind of feeling like, oh, you have money so you don't understand these specific things. Which is really not fair of me either. But I, I think that was like the bias I had growing up. Kind of that, that chip on your shoulder sort of thing. Yeah, I would say that would be where I fell in that. And again, like you said, it sneaks up every once in a while. Like I even think, you know, it's kind of funny even when you think it like celebrities... Like, there's certain ones where I just look and I'm like, yeah, you can tell. They just, 
They seem like they wouldn't be fun to hang out with. <laughs> and then there's others. Like, I will, again, I'll name drop Dave Grohl right now in case Dave's listening and wants to hang out with us. Dave Grohl seems like the coolest guy on earth. You know, super megastar. But he seems like a dude, if we met him here in town, you would have no idea. But but I do. I You know, I... And it's kind of funny because you and I have talked about that too. Like, I still have that poor kid mentality, even though, you know, with Rachel and I, we're, we are fine with where we are financially and Mm. just in our life situation. But if I'm walking down the street and I see a penny on the road, I'm picking it up right? because it's, that's money that, you know, so it, (laughs) it, it just is ingrained in me that way. And, and again, like you said, it's not a fair bias because I know plenty of people who, who have a greater amount of money, wealth, whatever you want to say than me, who are wonderful people. Mm, but it's yeah. it still is a bias that does pop into your head every once in a while. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just yeah a, a good example. But that's kind of what we're talking about for family time this week. So you can check that out as well. Now moving on to what my blog post for this week kind of ties into some of the pressures we feel in society and just in general. But my blog post this week is called Can versus Can't. And I feel like maybe it's always been this way, but it really seems like we've got a lot of can't in society right now where it's, People more interested in saying, you can't do this, or that won't work, as opposed to trying to say, here's how we might fix this problem. Here's what we can do. And that's... I guess, do you have any thoughts on that immediately? I would agree. We... I think a lot of it, and it's so funny, because again, we have the world's information at our fingertips (laughs) at all times... But it just seems like people get defeated more, I think, on things. Mm. Or the per- And I think part of it is because we have all these things available, it's easier to give up on something because you can just hop to the next thing, too. True, true. And it's, you know, I teach computer class, and we work on keyboarding and home row and those things, and I really stress to them, future them will be happy that current them <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I tell them, when it gets hard, you have to keep pushing through and don't give up on learning it this way because it will get better. Um, because it, you know, it's learning. But I have to remember, too, they've been typing on a computer for their whole life, where for me, I learned in eighth grade, so I didn't have any habits built up beforehand. True. So it's, you know, it's hard that way. But I think part of it is because we can hop to something different pretty quickly it's a little easier to give up on something that way that is true that that wasn't even one of the points that i included but i think it is a good one there's just so much out there now it's so easy to be like well this didn't really pan out so jump on to something else the other things that i kind of mentioned was i think you know i think sometimes in general we let good advice become a bad excuse sort of thing where it's like I'm a big proponent of control which you can control we don't have control over everything that's something we tell our athletes all the times control what you can control 
But sometimes you have a little more control over certain things that you don't think you do. And I was reminded of the, are you familiar with the serenity prayer from the 12-step program? I know of it, yes. So it yeah. says, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, yeah. the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I, I like that, but I think if you're thinking of the wisdom to know the difference, it's like, understand there are things that you can change. And that all really settles on you. You can change yourself. You're not, you're not necessarily going to be able to change somebody else or change a situ- situation. You can influence those things. But like, take control of yourself at least and don't fall into that. I, mean, I hear it from students all the time. And it's funny, I, I teach art. I work in strength and conditioning and sports and stuff. So a lot of the things I'm doing with students day to day are very hands-on. It's them performing a task. And there's a lot of, oh, I, I can't do that. It's like, well, maybe you're not able to do it just yet, but that's why we're doing this. Like, we're going through the process and don't get frustrated. Like, eventually you will be able to do it. So that... That is a hard wisdom to develop, to recognize, okay, maybe I'm not able to do this now, but I I can. That, that's in the scope of possibility. So anyway, that's just something that is frustrating to me sometimes. When somebody says, like, I can't do something, well, it really means you won't do it. And if you think you can't, well, now you have limited yourself. It's... I think our elementary did a nice job a few years ago where it was, I can't yet. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, that yeah. I think that is a good good way to look at that. And it is, you know, when they say again, with age comes wisdom, it's hard to remember back when we were that age and feels like things are a little more of a mountain to, to climb, I suppose. Sure, sure. And... You know, it's kind of fun. Like now, the things that we're kind of looking at, we want that challenge because, you know, we're old enough now. It's, mm. I want to try to learn something new and and enjoy that challenge where at that point, I think a lot of stuff is just the challenge of the day. You know, a lot of things <laughs> yeah. where where that can be tough. But yeah, I I really try to encourage kids like, don't give up. Don't just say, oh, I can't. That's it. Mm, Try mm. to push through that difficulty. And again, it's hard with my own kids too is, you know, I've been able to, because of my job and all those things, I've been able to spend way more time with them at this, by their ages that they are Mm. now than my dad and mom ever were able to. For sure. So I feel like I'm able to impart more of this type of wisdom now, but I think at the same time it feels tougher because I'm there <laughs> and I get to see those things too, you know, as they're True. trying it, where it's not just, here's the wisdom, sorry, I gotta go do this stuff and I won't be around, but, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, that's, it is hard sometimes because again, thinking like, you know, whatever situation you come out of, I get it, everybody has different situations, but trying to always better yourself in that situation if there's something in your life you don't like well let's work on something to get you out of that situation so and i mean go ahead yeah i was just gonna say and i know that that's a hard trapping to get out of but really trying to encourage people keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing for sure no i agree 100 percent. and i think once people sort of it sounds a little 
saccharine or kind of cliche, but like once you kind of embrace the power of I can do something, even if you've never done it before, I mean, it, it just takes away the limits. When I hear people sometimes like, oh, I can't do this. There is a part of me sort of like, and maybe, maybe it goes back to that bias of having a little chip on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, I can. I can do that. I, maybe I haven't done it yet, but I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the the start. Let you go do whatever it is you want to do. And it's funny to talk about like our own kids. I think it's so interesting, like really little kids have that. That I can thing is built into them. It's the, when our kids are responding, like, I can do it. Like, they don't want any help. I can do it. Like, get away from me. Where it's like, we need a little bit more of that through our whole lives. Where it's like, like, I got it. Just give me a second. Uh, This may not work very well for a while, but I can do it. So, there you go. That's talking about can versus can't. The next thing. So, I always like to have a made-up sponsor for the show. (laughs) Usually it's something that pops into my head. I usually draw a little picture for it. And I've got a little slogan for it. So this one, I usually have a few different like slogan and theme ideas. So I figured I would just give you the rundown of what my slogans are for this week's sponsor. And see which one you connect with, alright? So this week's episode is brought to you by Leftovers. <laughs> it, was, it was Thanksgiving yesterday. We're recording this on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So a lot of leftovers. So my first slogan, so it's leftovers. Hey, I remember you. Now you're going to die. And then, then the image I'm thinking is something like leftovers, but in like a bullseye, like a, like a public enemy style, like crosshairs sort of thing. Nice. Okay. Next one, leftovers. If it smells good, it's all good. <laughs> I like that one. That's kind of my approach to leftovers yeah. usually. It's like I, a lot of times I'll find some in the fridge and I'm like, I'm not, I don't quite remember what day I cooked this. And I don't have, I don't eat processed food. So yeah. it's all vegetables or meat that's been prepared pretty quickly. So quick, quick <laughs> smell test. And if it smells okay, I did that just before you came over with some chicken. Because I've been been going to town on some turkey I did for Thanksgiving, so then I had some chicken I'd already cooked, so I was kind of giving them like, man, I don't know, it doesn't smell too sour yet, so throw her in something, it'll be fine, okay? Next one is leftovers, and then the slogan's just, ding, ding, round two. A little, nice. little boxing theme, I'm nice. like a turkey yeah. with some boxing gloves on or something. And then the last slogan I had was leftovers. Beat me once, shame on you. It's like, you know, just like coming back. I'm not, not going to let the previous meal defeat me. What do you think? What's what's the way to go for our sponsor? I think I like number two the best. If like it smells good, it's all good. That's the one I was leaning to as well. It really kind of actually encompasses yes. how I approach leftovers. <laughs> you a big leftovers guy? Oh, yeah. It, if it, uh, for me, it's not as much smell, but the look too. Like I'm, if it looks funky, I'm out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It uh, things that skim up top. Like I love pudding, <laughs> but there's something about when pudding gets that layer of water on the top. Skin. I just, uh, it just makes me want to barf. But yeah, um, <laughs> but great. yeah, it's 
like pot roast, for instance. I really like pot roast fresh. Yeah. But once it's in the fridge and the fat kind of coagulates there too, it just kind of grosses me out a little bit. So see, I was make Rachel reheat it then, so I like I don't see that. Okay, afterwards. okay, I get I get that. You'll still eat it. After I'll still it eat it. It's yeah. Just I don't like seeing it on there. Like once it's heated up, and she'll like. No, I get that because you there. do get a pretty serious layer of fat with yep. with that. But I do. Like a roast might be one of them. There are some foods that are better after a day or two of sitting in the fridge. Do you got any food like that where you're like, oh, I like it better after it's sat and kind of soaked up its own juices for a while? You know, I would say mac and cheese is one of those I don't mind. I oh, know that sure, sounds dumb, sure. but it, it, um, one that I don't remember as a kid not liking as much, hamburger does not taste as good reheated like hamburger patties i don't think sure i don't yeah. know they get a little uh drier i think yeah um i don't i guess i don't know i can't think of any others uh, the only ones i can really think of are foods that i i don't eat anymore and haven't eaten for a long time uh one would be thought i thought of it yesterday so one of the things my mom has always made for Thanksgiving. She does a specific pie that, you know, this Chocolate Town pie. But the other sort of dessert thing she's always done is cookie salad, which is like a cream whipped whatever yeah. base. And then you've got those like fudge stripe cookies broken oh, yeah. up in it. Nice. And you put the fudge stripe cookies in sort of right before people are going to eat it so that they're crunchy. But I actually prefer that, and it's kind of like a like a buttermilk almost y yeah. fluff that's with it. I prefer if I can sit and soak up for like a day or so, which is funny because like cereal and stuff, I like it straight up crunchy, like milk on it, gotta yeah. hammer it right away. But something about that cookie salad, I like it to just soak that up a little bit. It's so like next day, that's better. I think it's time to get back on the horse. Oh, I, I think it would make me quite sick. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it might, it might, but it might. you can. I, I would, I would tell you though, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with what I can eat having, you know, last year was the first year in, I don't know, six, seven years that I had turkey again, even. I very, the free range, blah, 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 whatever. I get the special hippie turkey. And smoked one last year, smoked one again this year. Fantastic. But, like, I can eat that. I can eat regular potatoes now. I can eat sweet potatoes, which turkey and sweet potatoes is kind of my go-to for Thanksgiving anyway. I love sweet potatoes. And then ham, again, if there's nothing really added to it, I can do a, a ham. So I demolished yesterday and today, speaking of leftovers. So I, I got my money's worth. Next year, that's our goal. We're going to slowly train. I'm going to give you like a teaspoon, not even a teaspoon, a <laughs> tiny droplet of this cookie stuff every day to see if you can do a spoonful by next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I probably could. Uh, that's the other thing now, too. If I eat something, like a little bit of something that doesn't agree with me, I don't get as sick as I used to where like, oh, like I can, I can kind of tell... In the moment, like this isn't settling real well. And I would just want to watch your eyes because as soon as that sugar touched your tongue, your eyes would just explode open. That's the interesting thing. I feel like we always <laughs> sort of circle back to this, the food thing, but like I really don't, even if 
I magically, boom, tomorrow you could eat totally how you used to when you were 25, whatever. I don't think I would ever go back. Like, I, I really, I, I really don't, like, I would like to just, I would like to be able to just because, but I don't think I'll ever go back to eating how I used to. I think I'll always eat pretty similar to how I eat now. Which is good. I mean, in yeah. general, it is. I just... Just imagining, like, one day just seeing you sit down and just house in a, house in a <laughs> Snickers bar or something would just be like, yeah, it would bring me joy more than you, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, it might be overwhelming. It might be a taste explosion. <laughs> Wouldn't you think I'd just pass out? Like, this is too much But it makes sense, because you don't want to jump back on that train. No. You, you've no. been eating clean. You don't want to jump back on that train. Well, no, and, like, it's hard to... Uh, like, I think back to some times where it's like, I, even when I thought I felt good, I didn't feel as good as I feel now. And I think, you know, diet, ha- we know diet has a lot yeah. to do with that, Infl- inflammation and stuff like that. But anyway, that's besides the point. I'm glad you housed a bunch of turkey yesterday. I that's did. Good. I did. But I, I was like, the, I did a whole bunch. And then it was like, you know, about three hours later, I was like, it is time to have an entire meal again. Nice. So White meat? Dark meat? Both? Well, so the turkey I smoked right away. I guess I, I, guess I ate that on Wednesday. The kids and I had our own just Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. just the three of us. And then we went to my mom's with some family yesterday. But so immediately, like the right off the smoker turkey... It's the turkey leg, you know, big okay. smoke turkey leg. Yep. So I hack one off for me, hack the one off for Mick. Claire wanted a little turkey breast meat, but like I eat that just I gotcha. caveman style. So that is the best. I prefer the dark meat, I guess. Um, but then yesterday was I had carved it all up that. So there's just a, a, just a mix and I throw it on top of my potatoes. And I like, I like, I'm a mix the food all together guy. Your KFC famous bowl guy. I yeah, 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 for sure. No, I like that. I, that's how I even like breakfast. I like the kids and I do potatoes for breakfast. Either fried potatoes or just eat, like baked potatoes in the microwave. Do bacon. Throw the bacon on there. Yep. The Filippo Berrio is this particular olive oil I like because I've got I don't know, probably five or six different flavors of olive oil in the house because I can eat olive oil. It's a real like. Not a strong olive oil flavor. It's kind of a nice buttery flavor, mm-hmm. a little texture to it. And I'll drown everything in that. Put the meat on there. It's like we're having breakfast. I'll throw fried eggs on top Heck of there, yeah. you know. But so that was yesterday, yep. just a little olive oil on everything, a little sweet potato, potato, ham, and turkey in every bite. I don't mind mix. I was teasing Rachel tonight. We had leftovers, and I was like, oh, you're having a KFC Famous Bowl. She thinks they're just disgusting. She's like, no, mine doesn't have all that gross stuff in it. Where, yeah, I I like both types of meat. I've gravitated as I got older to white meat only because you you will understand I'm a quantity versus quality type of guy. So there's just more white meat on, on any bird. That's so true. I always like... Like, I want the biggest piece, which always happened to be white meat. If it was dark meat, I would have fought for the dark meat, but it all tastes delicious. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> KFC. Do you remember when we were kids? <laughs> Again, we grew up similar. You remember the Chicken Little sandwiches? You remember those? Yes. Oh, man. That just popped into my head as you said KFC. Like, the bowls were fine as I got older, but like when I was a kid, those 
chicken, I think they were called chicken littles, but it was like a chicken tender in between a biscuit. Yep. Oh, yeah, I do that all day. It's funny that we ended up in KFC. Rain went um, shopping for her birthday with her grandma, so Gavin and Natalie and I ran to Mason. And Natalie went to McDonald's for lunch, but in Mason we drove by KFC into there. And Natalie goes, KFC, do they have chicken? And Gavin just breaks out laughing. He's like, yeah, Natalie, KFC, it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. And it just made me laugh really hard. Like, for her, she just eats KFC. She doesn't understand the real name was that, but it just made me laugh really hard. So... Maybe the rebranding is, is working on this new generation. There you go. They haven't they kind of dropped the Kentucky Fried yeah, they did like, for a long time. Yeah. Just like KFC, which yep. stands for whatever. So it was just fun listening to Gavin. But like Gav, remember, she's six. She doesn't. She's not as worldly as as we are. As about Kentucky Fried Chicken. As Gavin and I got Taco Bell, <laughs> and we're eating it in the drive-through of McDonald's because we just couldn't wait. So I knew you'd appreciate that too. <laughs> I'm just okay. hammering home my my food at the McDonald's drive through Oregon Natalie her happy meal. So that's a real hot I'm class. a special type of classy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just imagine the person next to me just looking over as I'm just eating this burrito in the McDonald's drive through. It's very good. It's like hand to me. Here's some of that Big Mac special sauce on my chalupa, please. <laughs> You know me. You know what I'd be asking for. I get a barbecue sauce packet. Yeah, nothing goes better with a burrito like barbecue sauce. Yes. Jason does bring his own barbecue sauce packets to lunches. <laughs> you dang. All right, <laughs> All right. Well, on that high class note, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of wrap up this show. Um, thanks again for checking in. Send us your Royal Fork pictures and memories. You can always get a hold of me for any of the, the podcasts, the media stuff at Luke Nielsen Media at Gmail. You can go to LukeNielsen.com. I'm Luke Nielsen Media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those sorts of things. Keep in mind, as I mentioned, if you send me a message <laughs> through a certain thing, I might not get it. But usually, like Instagram or an email or something, I can, I can usually figure that out pretty good. Or he might delete it. It, it happens. It's hard to say. But just know, if you did message me, I want to get back to you. So, <laughs> so if I don't get back to you, Go ahead and send me another one. Um, not to make this more difficult. That, that reminds me of a funny story. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> About a chain of messages. Hang on, how long have we been recording this episode? Maybe, maybe we got time for this. How much time we got? 46 minutes. All right, you want to hear a story and then we'll just go for a cool hour? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> chain of messages. And you will... I may have told you this story before. But you'll at least know who I'm talking about. So, this was years back. It was, I'm trying to think. I must have been married. Yeah, married but didn't have any kids yet. And I think it was in that little gap between where I taught at Edgewood Colesburg and then I went back to grad school and it was before I came back to San Andrew. I think it was in that little gap, grad school gap. But... Uh, we were going to Alaska. We were going going on an Alaskan cruise. It was with 
my then wife's family is for their anniversary, whatever. So very nice. They were kind of setting up this big thing. It was great. The cruise was great. But we were leaving out of Seattle. And I'd never been to Seattle. I'd been to like Portland, Oregon, that area. Friends out there, you know the story. I know where you're going. Yeah. For the listeners. So we were only going to spend like half a day in Seattle before leaving. And I'm like, okay, what do I actually want to see in Seattle for half a day? We were going to go down to the fish market, that sort of thing. I don't particularly care about going up in the Space Need, all that sort of thing. Like, kind of the typical touristy stuff. But I'm like, what would I like to see? I was like, what I would like to see is Artist the Spoon Man. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who the Spoon Man is, if you're from our generation, the Soundgarden song, Spoon Man, is about this guy. And he plays the spoons on the song. It was a pretty big song. And he was a he performed on the streets at the Seattle Fish Market. And I'm like, I'd like to see that guy. I don't know if he's still around, blah, blah, blah. So I, I do some searching, find him. He's got a little website. You can send him a message. So I sent him a message. Hey, I'm a school teacher from Iowa. I'm going to be in Seattle for part of a day. I don't really care about seeing a lot of touristy stuff. I didn't know if you still performed at the fish market or not. I would like to see you. So he gets back to me. He's like, no, I haven't really performed at the street market or the fish market for years. I don't live in Seattle proper anymore, but I'm there a lot. But he's like, let's just get together. Let's get together, have some lunch, maybe play some spoons. I'm like, this will be the best. This is going to be one of the best stories ever. I'm going to play spoons with the spoon man. Fantastic. <laughs> but he's like, but you have to keep reminding me because I have brain damage for which I've taken medication and stuff for years. I don't remember a lot of stuff. So he's like, so keep shooting me messages. So I'm like, all right. This is pre-smartphone. Like we had cell phones, but you weren't getting on your email and stuff on your phone. So I emailed him before we left from Iowa to fly out to Seattle. It was like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to be there this day, whatever. So he's like, cool. He's like, I don't actually have a phone or internet. <laughs> so I checked my email at an internet cafe. This was back when that was still a popping industry. I'm like, okay. He's like, so, he's like, I'll plan on waiting for you at this little cafe. There's like a little coffee shop, I guess, by the fish market. Go there. If I'm not there, see if I left a message for you. <laughs> okay. He goes, if I didn't leave a message for you there, go to this internet cafe where I check my email. If I'm not there... See if I left a message for you. This guy's leaving me like this Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb trail around Seattle to maybe find him. So we get to the fish market. We're doing the thing. I am... I'm taking everyone else on this adventure they don't want to be on. You know, I'm, I'm the only one who cares about this or even knows who this person is. So... I wasn't going to let it take all day. I'm like, let's, I'm like, can I go to the first place and see if he's there? And if he's not there, I will just abandon trying to find him. 
So I go to the first coffee shop. He's not there. I'm like, should I ask the front desk? I'm like, I'm just going to leave it be. I'll just leave it be. He wasn't here. No big deal. I got all these other people waiting on me. Leave it at that. I'm glad I didn't chase him around Seattle. I found out later. But at that point, we were getting on a cruise ship and didn't check my email for a week until we're back. Then we're up in Alaska and all this stuff. We finally get back home. Check my email. I do have a message from Artist the Spoon Man. (laughs) And I think the title of the message was just the F word. (laughs) So I open the message. And he's like, oh, man, I wasn't even in Seattle that day. (laughs) So I'm glad I did not go trying to look for him all over because he totally forgot about it. So it worked out just fine. Totally forgot about it. Wasn't even in the city. But then he was like, if you're ever back in Seattle, let's get together and do something. Not that he remembers this at all, but he left me a standing invitation that if I'm ever back there, to get a hold of him and we can hang out and play some spoons. So, uh, I've been in the Pacific Northwest since. Usually don't go up to Seattle. Kind of stay in the Portland, Vancouver area, down to Salem and that area. But, might be worth the trip. Who knows? Could still make it happen. So, that, that was my, <laughs> my trail of messages. So, I'm sorry if I take you on one of these adventures and you send me a message. <laughs> that was the original point. But, uh, <laughs> check those things out. Give a follow, shoot me a message, any of that. Also, I'm always very bad about this. I'm trying to be a little bit better. Sometimes I forget that like I have a book that's out and it's for sale and people can buy it if they want. But I had a while, I will give a shout out, I had an opportunity not long ago to speak to a book club that was reading my book and it was very nice. Everybody was very sweet and I enjoyed the experience very much. So if anybody wants... Check out the book or that stuff. That's available on my website, Amazon, all those sorts of things as well. That's all I got. Jason, anything you want to promote? (laughs) First of all, you should read his book. It is very good. Thank you. Um, As I got here, I told Luke I started watching Get Back, The Beatles, Mm -hmm. um, a docu-series on Disney+. Plus. It's amazing. So I'm only one episode in because it's a lot, but it's pretty cool. I love The Beatles. Um, Go to... uh, if you can't get a hold of Luke, pretty soon you'll be able to check out the Sioux Falls Royal Fork webpage too. That'll be another <laughs> yes. area. I hope Dave Royal Fork had a great Thanksgiving. Um, yes. No, I don't got much. It's uh, halfway through the middle school boys basketball season. So if you're in St. Ansgar, come watch us. So it'll be great. So. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Much love.